Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. How, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, no, I I think just chilling out. You know, it's funny, just as in this very moment, for some reason, I don't know, do you ever get off the crazy train in life and just come down into the moment and just sit and be like, wait, I'm actually quite comfortable and happy in this very moment. It's not the no. past. It's not the future. I've just got like this lovely view out my window. There's these beautiful cut flowers because I like to gift myself flowers from the local florist nice. shop. Um, my dog is snoring uh, at my feet. So if you hear anything, just uh, it's her, it's her snoring. Um, yeah, so I think right now in the moment, everything is fine. And I don't need to pee, which is like awesome. <laughs> everything is good well that is beautiful i can't say i've ever heard anybody use the phrase i don't need to pee as a barometer for um for happiness but i i know i mean you check in with your bladder and you're like you know what right now my bladder feels great that is a that is a good moment yes 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 it's all good (laughs) how about you i don't know if you can beat my state of (laughs) well-being i I don't think i can so i'm not even going to try to compete (laughs) exactly right (laughs) but i tell you what i'm going to be um i'm going to celebrate your happiness thank you well yeah no money in the bank can uh, beat what i'm feeling right now (laughs) yeah oh beautiful if only we could find a way to bottle it oh my god totally yeah absolutely we could could add it to the list of uh geordie lass and doc sass merchandise (laughs) oh my I, i see a cup was it rachel who gave you the Geordie Last Doc Sass it was, yes. mug. Yeah. Mm, I see yeah, another this... mug. <laughs> yes. <up>. <laughs> I'm so happy right now I don't need to pee. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> State of bliss. Yeah. Hashtag bladder happiness. Oh my gosh, bladder happiness. I think that's a thing. We could go on and on. I'm feeling oh very God. creative. Totally, totally. But we do have to move on to the relationship desk of love. I I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to switch over to the correspondence. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. I'll switch switch from creativity mode to um, journalistic Ah, mode instead. How about that? All right. Sounds good. (laughs) So today I have got a little um, article here about four ways to handle those jealous feelings in a relationship. Oh, dun, yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we haven't had a musical moment. Okay, all right. No, I haven't. Do you know what? It's funny as well. We've not really um, touched on jealousy, have we? I don't know why. I, I am dogged by jealousy. Isn't like, that weird? Mm, okay. Maybe that's a, uh, that's a hot topic there. Waiting Absolutely. To happen, and and, and, and <laughs> listeners, if there's any questions out there related to jealousy, no judgment. Yeah. Send them in. Send them in. Yeah, we need something. If info at geordielast.com. Yeah, we need to cover this topic. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So apparently jealousy isn't inherently bad. It just depends on what you do with it. Oh, okay. I would have said jealousy wasn't a good thing, but. I know. I know. So it says, um, yeah, so we all know that the angry, gnawing feelings that accompany jealousy, we've all kind of sensed those before, and many of them have felt them in in our relationships, both romantic and platonic. Hmm. Jealousy is a huge source of unhappiness, 
And while it's helpful to know that feeling jealous is totally normal, it doesn't answer the question of how to not be jealous in the first place. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So, spoiler alert, it can't be done. Sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) Spoiler alert. We don't get to simply ditch certain feelings because they make us feel shitty. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. I get the spoiler alert now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although I was slightly aggrieved for a second there. (laughs) Um, Yep. (laughs) so obviously that would be convenient but it says emotions good and bad um are part of who we are oh that was the subject of last week's podcast yes 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 yes, indeed so here we are again (laughs) so yeah so it gives um it goes on to kind of just talk a little bit about jealousy but then it talks about um how to handle it so we've got Mm. um four ways here so when you need to shift the force from trying to prevent jealousy to figuring out how to be okay with the feelings of jealousy Mm. the first step is to breathe oh yes i forget to do that when i'm feeling jealous (laughs) (laughs) So it says, let's take the emo- let the emotion pass mm. before addressing the issue. Mm-hmm. So um, just really kind of taking a second to calm down, really settle the nervous system mm. by taking some deep breaths. And, um, and then you'll be able to move on to the next part of the process. Mm. Okay. Would you like to know what the next part is? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so number two is write it out. Oh, write it out or write it out write it oh interesting um, get your notebook and pen out yeah Ah, so it says um the recommend gratitude journaling so Mm. when insecurities flare up try and write down everything that is good about your relationship this can really help you to see that the problems aren't kind of the entire relationship so we talked about this a little while ago i think around um well we've talked about catastrophizing before haven't we and it can be quite easy when we're in this kind of jealous emotional state to think everything is wrong in the relationship so I really like that um that sentiment around let's focus on the strengths let's focus on kind of what's really good um you know I often talk with clients about thinking about what are the top three things that your um that your partner has done today that have made you smile um in, and if you can't think of them in one day, think of them in the last week. Yeah, um, or the last if year. Struggling. If it's yeah. <laughs> you can change the time period of that yeah. if you need that. But just trying to think about kind of some of those prompts, like what are, what are my partner's real strengths? What am I grateful for? What did they do that made me smile? Um, you know, what was the last thing that made made us laugh together? Um, so really try and kind of think about some different prompts. I think, and that's great. And you know, the thing is, is that. Gratitude is actually really helpful for mental health. And, you know, this is actually a, an evidence-based practice, but a lot of folks find it like really, you know, um, so for that, and I've worked with some clients around, um, resources for gratitude for skeptics. Mm. So just, you know, if you identify as a skeptic and you find like, you know, gratitude sounds cheesy, don't deny yourself the opportunity to do some gratitude work because there's a lot of evidence for it. But you may want to read some articles on Medium, etc. that just like Google gratitude for skeptics, and you'll come up with Mm. some books and some articles that kind of, you know, give you that jaded view, but still allow you to kind of find your own path to gratitude journaling that doesn't seem as like flowery as 
all the, you know. Do you not think sometimes we get hung up on the words? So we get hung up about gratitude journaling because we think, oh yeah, that just sounds a bit crap. Yeah, exactly. Like really airy-fairy and... um, Like home and garden TV, sort of, you know, all the big signs on the wall, like love and laughter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all of that. So instead, you know, if we can say, well, actually, let's not call it gratitude journaling. Mm. Let's just call it, um, you know, strengths or um, things that make me happy. About or the good things so it's, yeah the good things so yeah if we just change the language we can yeah. often just change the the whole activity right into something that we're more able to digest and to go for that's 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 accessible yeah that sounds mm. good yeah so um so step three in the process is to address the issue so once you've calmed down the recommendation is to say i know that you're not doing anything wrong by hanging out with this person but it's making me feel jealous So that's you kind of expressing to your partner, like that, that's the way that you feel. You then have to express your needs. Oh, that's Mm. a bit tricky, isn't it? (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Um, So it might be that you're looking for reassurance or it might be that you, um, that you realize you're only jealous because it's been a while since you hung, since you spent some time together. Um, So really kind of trying to drill down on actually what is it that's causing the anxiety and the upset and the jealousy Mm. and how do we fix that? Again, mm-hmm. really similar to kind of what we we're talking about last week around the emotions and feelings. Actually, what else is going on? Where's the gap? Right, right. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then the final step, number four, also sometimes a bit challenging for me anyway, <laughs> is to listen. <laughs> oh, that's, ah, gosh, yes. Well, yeah, I think I get accused Not of this. Not the strong suit for me, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, be prepared to listen to your partner too. So... Oh, oh, so it says here about using a different framework, which is the BS framework, which is discuss boundaries, agreements, expectation and work. Okay. So this is a, um, he suggests using this framework, which is boundaries, agreements, expectation and work out what each of you want and what you can do for each other. Mm. So it's that kind of really trying to understand your partner so really taking that time out Mm. to really find out exactly where each of you are coming from ah okay yeah and the last part then is just around kind of part of that listening as well is just how can you manage the jealousy together in a really Mm. compassionate and empathetic way oh quite like that okay okay that because it sounds like a few of those steps are really advanced. It feels like a very advanced mm. ski run that I might not have yeah. the skill for right now. But I do <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Not, not ready for the black run. <laughs> nope. Nope. But that sort of thinking of it. Well, you know, the the whole underlying approach is looking at the jealousy together, positioned yeah. at the same side of the issue, um, and just see it as a problem to, or a, a challenge, an opportunity to sort of work through together. Yeah. 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 I like that. I think the other thing is, you know, you could do that list, like... You don't have to do it all at the same time. You could mm. start to master the first bit with, of the breathing when you're feeling jealous mm. and then move on to, you know, finding the strengths or things that you like or, mm-hmm. dare I say the word, gratitude journal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can uh, kind of, I think you could maybe break it up into parts. I don't think yeah. maybe would, you know, let's just master one small thing and do it really, really well before mm. we then bring in another step, maybe. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah just a suggestion anyway yeah yeah right so yeah that's oh, the love desk <laughs> that's a love desk i like it and it does seem like man we didn't we need to do more on jealousy so i'm glad you opened that can yeah, of worms I think so too i'm like yeah. mm, why haven't we touched on this before jealousy hello okay yeah cool stay tuned 
Oh yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. Okay, so you ready for a, um, for a hot topic? I am, I'm feeling spicy, let's go. Ooh, yeah, I'm definitely feeling warmed up. <laughs> Today's hot topic is, what are problem areas to look for in a relationship? Nice, okay. Okay. So just remind me, how long is this podcast? <laughs> oh, three hours. <laughs> and go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sit back, Ooh, pour a glass okay. of wine, or Yeah, whiskey. I think I need something right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what are problem areas? Mm, this is a real hard one, isn't it? Yeah. I think sometimes this answer could really depend on your relationship. Mm-hmm. I think um, you talked about how we each come into it with certain assumptions, stories, beliefs. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess in some, I don't want to say like it's different for everybody, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. I think there are some things that are common, but I do think this question could be very different for each of us. You know, what's important to me wouldn't necessarily be important to you in your relationship. Yeah. Um, therefore, there wouldn't be a problem for me, but there might be like horrendous and total deal breaker for you. Uh, and maybe that's what's kind of getting at, because like, what is a problem area? Does that mean it's an area that might become so big that it, it spells the end for us? I think that's yeah. like a problem area is what what could break us. Does that yeah. sound like, and I agree with you, like it's going to be different. Yeah. Couples get broken over different things. But, but I would say that there's often kind of big theme areas that t- people tend yeah. to fall into. I think there are some some common areas. Um, I don't know why betrayal kind of pops straight. Oh, yeah. There. Like that's yeah. a big major kind of... Uh, Breaking of relation- trust. Yeah, that I mean, that's yeah. a major issue in, um, in relationships. Yeah. I was reading something the other day about betrayal and how... It's not just like when you think about betrayal, you think about um, kind of like, you know, an affair or mm-hmm. um, something like that. But there's also other ways that you can be betrayed mm-hmm. um, around, you know, not being maybe supported with your family or can feel like a betrayal um, or your partner maybe going back on something that they said mm-hmm. they would do and then kind of they say something else in public or that can be kind of like a betrayal, can't it? So mm-hmm. I think there's different ways to betray each other and um, <laughs> and I guess different flavors of betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately it is that kind of breakdown of the trust, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing too, like thinking about the Gottman Institute for horsemen, which are sort of the critical nail in the coffin kind of things for relationship. The other thing that always comes up for me is contempt. Although contempt is yeah. a, an end product, a symptom that has many different sort of similar paths that lead to contempt. But yeah, yeah. when I think about problem areas, I think of contempt, like just such yeah. a devastating loss of respect that it you, you can't come back from that. And that that's oh, really heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. When you reach that point, you are kind of at the end of the lane, I think. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 And then communication. So Oh, (laughs) communication, problem areas, communication. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) More of the C word. That can be hard. Um, Yeah. Recovering how to, you know, not being able to recover from um, almighty rows, like we talked about last week. That can be a challenge in relationships. Again, kind of links to that communication part. And finding it difficult again last week, like we talked about um, expressing emotion. And yeah, yeah, that's another thing that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's something else for me around um growth mm. it's funny i discussed this at the weekend with some uh with some friends around you know when you kind of both grow in different ways or you're not you don't really or one person grows and the other one doesn't mm. um mm-hmm. that can be like really challenging in a relationship because you kind of almost feel like you are two different people um mm. to the two okay. different to the two people that came in clearly you're two different people but like yeah. different to the people that started the relationship mm-hmm. and that can be terrifying on both sides so if one the party that's not growing kind of feels like oh you don't need me anymore you're um mm. you know you've mo- you've moved on you I don't even I can't associate with you anymore because I don't mm. like you're into things that are completely different or you're talking in a different way mm. um and that can be quite hard because people can feel left behind yeah and maybe they didn't want to grow they were quite happy where they were yeah. um yeah. and so the the fact that you have maybe that kind of feels like a betrayal as well mm. I don't know um oh, yeah yeah yeah, so I think some of that can be kind of really, really challenging relationships. Oh, you know, and I think that, that you hit upon something there, which is like the unspoken contract that we all come yeah. into a relationship with. We expect yeah. that who you were when we first started, when we first hooked up is who you will always be. And so yeah. it is a betrayal when the other person grows, which they are going to grow. Um, and if they grow off in a different direction or in a direction you didn't expect, it will break your contract that you didn't know about and your partner certainly didn't yeah. know about. So yeah. it's betraying something that you didn't even know was a, an expectation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, it also kind of triggers for me, because this whole thing isn't about kind of, I mean, change in, in people is like a really fascinating um, subject because I often think we can kind of, we can hold a certain view of who we think somebody is mm-hmm. and we don't often recognize when they have changed yeah. and we're still kind of judging them on yeah. the person that they were like 20 years ago oh, um, yeah. and so that like you know when people aren't prepared to kind of move on or forgive or forget or yeah. or even look at somebody with a fresh pair of eyes that can be quite a challenge Actually, you've you've mentioned that in in the context of divorce before, where yeah. we will yeah, often sort of throw in our partner's face or our ex's face, like, oh, you do this, or you're that kind of parent or whatever. And you might be surprised if you just, you know, take off your stereotypes and look at your partner with a new lens, you may notice actually, you know, they've become a different parent. Maybe they've become a more responsible yeah. parent. They're not the parent they were like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think that can happen in kind of relationships where we stay together as well. We've got these all of these things that have happened in the past where mm. we, I suppose it's those kind of like unconscious biases that we just haven't, we're not able to let go of. I'm always going to see you through that lens when actually the, the other person, you know, hasn't been like that for quite some time. And and if you want to know if this is true or not, just switch the question back to yourself and ask yourself, have I changed? Have I, have, have yeah. there been places where I've improved? And you're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I I'm more mature in my responses. I take more initiative. I do this, that. Mm. So why has your partner stayed in 1996 and you're in 2021? Is that really possible that, you know, your partner hasn't changed? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think about like the precariousness of relationship is there were two boats on an ocean and we're Mm. both moving. We are not stagnant or staying still. Both of us are moving. So we meet meet each other in a point of time where our boats happen to be close together. 
And the precariousness is that we, to, to maintain a relationship, we're both moving on the ocean and we're somehow meant to kind of stay on the same track or stay close to each other. So what's that thing that keeps us together when the forces of wind and current are bobbing us all around. And so there, there must be some little rope or tether that kind of keeps us together. And that's Mm. change is inevitable, but change is precarious. It's, it's very scary to navigate change as a couple. What is the thing that kind of keeps us together while we're changing? Yeah. And that brings you on to connection, doesn't it? So that connection, Mm. when that connection starts to fall away, where actually I don't, I mean, we make a real conscious decision to be in a relationship or or not actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you know, we've got, it, it should be a conscious decision and it's really important, like you say, to know, well, what is it? Why, why am I still choosing you as my person? Mm. Why are you still choosing me as your person? Like, because mm-hmm. often that can be the thing that unlocks some of the problems when we're in this kind of, you know, when we've got relationship challenges or problems, it's like, where do we go with that? And I often, I asked a client recently, I said, I asked them really kind of like, how committed and how connected are you in this relationship? Mm. And they really, really had to kind of think about it mm. and really kind of strapping yourself in and going, yes, do you know what? I am in this relationship and I do want to stay connected. Mm. That can make all the difference when we've got some relationship challenges. Mm. Finding out your why. Yeah. Mm. You know, we go back to that um, one of those earlier episodes about the Starship Enterprise and <sighs> not... <laughs> I still think about that um and not being able to get divorced like how different yeah. then would be how different would we be facing some of these relationship challenges that we're talking about today yeah and just as a, a recap what we talked about is you know if divorce were not allowed if it were outlawed you know yeah. how would we approach marriage differently if we knew we couldn't leave <laughs> yeah yeah should definitely go back and listen to that one yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it was a good one. Oh, totally <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we could talk about problem areas and relationship for hours, but I think those are the, some of the big pitfalls. I think these are the ones actually that come screaming at you and you don't even notice that that could be a real risk, Uh, you know? Yeah. I I tell you what we've missed out, which I'm surprised for you, Anna. Oh, oh, sexual. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, and here, that one slide. I know. How did I let that slide? But you know, what's funny is now I'm kind of you know, I usually tend to see sex and um, sexual intimacy issues as sort of being a primary issue where you're like, no, it's an end stream effect of something larger. So I, I actually yeah. weirdly, in this, I kind of see sex as sort of like an end term issue or a manifestation of some of the bigger mm. ones. But um, so yeah, this is a weird statement. This is a weird position for me to be in because usually <laughs> I, <laughs> this is weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, problem areas. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now that you got me rolling. Yeah. Any sort of issues with mismatched libido, um, Mm. where desire is, uh, where you progress on in the relationship and you just, you know, there's not good communication around sex. You have different appetites for different things and, or kids and responsibilities get in the picture or taking care of elder parents and it just gets lost in the sauce. Yeah. That, Ooh, that tends to be one issue where actually betrayal comes fast on the heels. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. greener. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not always. <laughs> well, and so the thing is the grass isn't actually greener, but you know, sex 
uh, issues with sex can can really make it look like the grass is greener. But yeah, that's a yes. huge pitfall area. I'm glad that you reminded me. Where is my head today? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'll just kind of, well, I'll finish off before we move on to the question. But I guess the other thing for me that I see, and it kind of fits in with that whole contempt thing, but you can often just see that kindness for each other just disappear, can't mm. you? So yeah. Yeah. it's like, actually, when did we stop being nice to each other? Um, mm. When we're in this kind of, um, in the middle of this shitstorm in a relationship where things just seem, feel really problematic. Yeah. When did we stop being kind to each other? Oh, mic drop. Yes. Mm. I'll tell you, it takes so much resolve, but I really, like, I really, really encourage folks. Like, I, I tend to, like be like the least mature person. But the one thing that I, I hope I do, I don't know, ask my dude, but um, is <laughs> to say something and give a compliment without a backhand slap on the end of it. <laughs> and if you can, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are the worst. Like, why do people do that? We we do it all the time, though, because we have so much built up resentment. We pepper everything yeah. with a, just a dash of, of resentment, right? And yeah, it's right? like those things where it's like, um, Oh, that was a really nice dinner. Um, thanks for making the effort. Right, right, right. <laughs> or um, wish you could do that more often. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was just going to say. It's kind of like what? Yeah, <laughs> just say yeah. something kind and stop. Stop. Yeah, say something kind and stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you were to just practice one thing, just say something kind and stop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is a um, there's a thirty day kindness challenge you can do and if I can find the link I'll pop it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Um for anybody that uh wants to bring more kindness into their relationship. Nice. That's a way to bring us out. That's a big thing. Yeah. All right. Food for thought. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh have a little question? Let's have a question. Okay, let's do it. Today's question is, I just broke up with my boyfriend. We have a child together, but I still love him. The relationship was abusive and toxic. Any advice? Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm feeling so many feels for this person. Oh, oh my God, I know. Oh, Lots of ingredients in the mix here, right? Yeah, there's a lot of complications there, aren't there? So, yeah. Um, yes, I mean, a breakup anyway is really hard and... We've talked about breakups before and uh, yeah. ice cream and sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. How good um, does? Yeah. Yeah. Not brushing your teeth for days. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. But then when you've got a child, like, I mean, that's just so hard. Super um, hard. Yeah. Co-parenting with a toxic partner. Super yeah. hard. Yep. I kind of, I don't know why I'm kind of getting a feeling that it's a young child as well. I don't know why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I don't know why I'm getting that but then of course and then there's still the feelings there so actually I still love this person I Um, think that's the worst part of all this like I I think that's the thing that makes this so hard (gasps) yeah that's when kind of like my heart sank when I read the question yeah like but I still love him oh Oh. I know like co-parenting with a toxic jerk totally like that's a set of very complicated tools but like there's still emotion there oh forget about it pour me a drink yeah 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 so and then obviously the the whole kind of abuse and toxicity is um is a tough place to be as well yeah um yeah oh god where do we start yeah i think one thing that's coming up for me and i think this is just because i've got quite an optimistic nature in life Mm -hmm. is 
Was the relationship abusive and toxic? Was it only like that because it wasn't a good relationship? So sometimes you can find this situation where actually once you break up and you take off the pressure, then it doesn't, it's not toxic and abusive anymore. So that relationship can be very different because you haven't got the pressure of a relationship, if that's making any sense. Like, uh-huh. I remember once yep. breaking up with a guy and um, we had holiday booked. So we decided that would still go. And it was one of the best holidays we've ever had. Oh, <laughs> Prior yeah. holidays, terrible. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I totally get that because like, and I think that's sometimes where we conflate the term toxic. And I think it's important to make the distinctions yeah. between theirs. Like sometimes people can be so shitty together, but actually be really great people and great apart. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Correct. I get you. And just like last week we were talking about is those patterns of the row arguments, right? Yeah. Keep getting into the same toxic, shitty argument. Yeah. And at some point down the road, some people realize, you know what, we're just we're just shitty together. And, you know, some people will discover that, but we're really great apart and we're really great as exes or we're really great co-parents. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, there's an element of that. I guess the tricky bit in this is the kind of, you know, the reference to abuse. Like now we don't know what type of abuse and it can be really hard, can't it? Because we, even though something feels absolutely horrible, Mm -hmm. it's still familiar. Therefore we're still hankering after it. Yeah. So that whole part about, I still love him how much of that is is do I really truly love this person or is there something behind that like am I scared that I'll never meet anybody again am I um do I not feel like a worthy person so I think you know there could be potentially something else behind some of those elements yeah and you know me I'm always going to like think of the worst case scenario and think that this is an abusive physically or emotionally abusive yeah. toxic relationship um, first until I'm told otherwise by the client and like, oh, no, you know, yeah. that stuff. OK, OK, perfect. We're just mismatched. But assuming the worst, um, mm. it is absolutely possible to be abused by somebody and to also have feelings of love and attachment to them, especially oh, if you've absolutely. been abused as a child. So that this yeah. just feels like normal where abuse yeah. is normal is, and and lack of abuse feels abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. Narcissistic partners. That's like a big, big thing, right? That manipulation yeah. and gaslighting and, and abuse yeah. that, uh, that people will maybe have an abusive narcissistic parent. And then they happen mm. to have this string of narcissistic partners. And, uh, that's kind of the common thing when I hear yeah. abuse and toxicity, that's kind of where I go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's in this question is a lot of fear. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. There's that whole fear of, um, actually this isn't where, this isn't what I'm used to, this isn't, uh, I'm hearing, this isn't where I want to be. I'm hearing that from this question, I'm in a place where I never, you know, I didn't want to happen, I didn't want it to turn out like this. And I just, I want to be back to that kind of safe place, even though it probably wasn't, you know, it doesn't sound like it's that safe, actually. But it felt like a a safe place. It's more comfort zone, I, I would say, than safety. Yeah, yeah, this is somebody who is reeling with this just heartache, not even heartache, but it's mm. almost like the floor has sort of like gone from under you and you are oh, you are yeah. floundering. Like there's yeah. like you la- you cease to exist. Like it's just this yeah. existential crisis where you would so much rather in this moment be back together with this abusive person and just be dealing in the shit of it. Yeah. So the one thing that I ask is 
every day that you're in a relationship with a toxic person and you're modeling that for your child, mm. what is your child learning about yeah. relationships? And I, yeah. that's the thing that comes up to mind is like, we have one anchor here and it is, what are you modeling for your child? Yeah. And that's a tough lesson, isn't it? Oh, I mean, this is sometimes with clients, like you can kind of channel the mama bear because sometimes it's so hard to look out for yourself. But the one thing that can make folks make a healthy choice for themselves is something yeah. that's actually that they realize is healthy for their kids in, in terms of what's being modeled. It's so hard. Yeah. yeah. It's that catalyst, isn't it? That just actually yeah. sparks a bit of um, a bit of a different reaction, a bit of different behavior. Um, yeah. Yeah, this this question feels really heavy at you. Yeah. I feel quite sad by by it. Um, yeah, it just feels really sad that somebody's in that situation. Yeah, and I know that's not just one person that's in that situation, right? Oh, that's millions. This is a common common thing that comes up and and yeah. Um, yeah affects relationships. And you know, it's funny that you say it's sadness, and I agree with you because there's so much apathy there's so much pity there's so much sort of hopelessness or helplessness mm. and so the one thing that can can sometimes do is if we can fire the supercharges under anger anger can be the one thing that can mm. help to levitate a person out of the situation because it's no mistake that sadness is coming up for you because this is what this person is feeling sadness hopelessness yeah. helplessness yeah, yeah yeah where's the anger piece and that can often be in the mama bear uh kind mm. of reflex but I also think the anger piece often doesn't come until later. So, mm. you know, we know that when we break up from a relationship, it's like, it's like grief. It's, mm. we're going through kind of those similar phases. Oh, the stages to grief. of grief. Yeah. And anger yeah. doesn't kind of come uh, till a lot further down the line, I think, um, where we feel frustrated, oh. we feel angry before we can then start to kind of yeah. come to terms with things and look at then, you know, what are the opportunities in this situation? So I would say, um, you know, again, recognize where you're at, recognize that this feels terrible, recognize that your yeah. world has just fallen apart and you've still got to function as a mother, um, which is yeah. bloody hard. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> but some of that grounding though, I, I can often, you know, often feel kids and, and having to have a routine and having to be there for another human being can actually be quite grounding and can help you in those early stages where actually you just don't know where to turn so I do often think you know, if we can just focus on this daily routine, um, it can be the thing that really gets us through in those early stages, um, particularly when we've got children because, and again, I, I guess going back to that role model thing that you've just been um, mm. talking about there, then that actually is, you know, role models that we can have some tough times, but actually, you know, we're still, we'll still focus on the things that are important. So, yeah. you know, making sure that we're well nourished, making sure that we've got lots of sleep. Yeah. All of those things. Um, and I think kids can be really super grounding. Um, yeah. So maybe it's kind of leaning into some of that. Well, I say they can be super grounding until they get to teenagers. <laughs> so as long as this child's not a teenager. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's the point there, they just become yeah. bloody nightmare. <laughs> oh, tell you, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that that's so true. So yeah, so I think for me in this question, there's a lot, there's a lot there to unpack. 
I think there's degrees of stages. I think there's some self-compassion that needs to be, you know, often we can go into that kind of blame, shame cycle of what did I do wrong? Like, and especially when it's an abusive relationship, I think, um, you know, I was, I was to blame in that situation. What have I done? What are my behaviors? Well, actually you probably didn't do anything wrong. Um, You just weren't a very good combination of people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, so let's, you know, let's, not go down that route of kind of blame or um trying to unpick things in an unhealthy way yeah um I think it's it's saying okay for now what do I need Mm. um we've talked before about what's going to make tomorrow a better day what can I do today that's going to make tomorrow a better day um what can I focus my attention on until I feel a little bit stronger Mm -hmm. um because that's sadness, right? That's like when we're just at our lowest ebb and just haven't got oh. any energy, right? Like sometimes, you know, do I need just a movie day to day? Like, I mean, yeah. kids love those, right? Oh, um, yeah. do I, is that just what I need? Do I just need some closeness and um, and just some time to reset and recoup? Right. And I think yeah. what you're saying is everything but go back to your ex. Because... There's something about like trust in the wisdom that you you've broken up and I'm betting that you broke up because something there's a wise part of you that said this is not right. Yeah. And I'm not because I'm like the eternal optimist. Right. I'm not saying go back. But what I am saying is you need to be in a strong place to be able to make some decisions. Yeah. So I don't think really we can say like go back or don't go back. But I think. But don't make the decision now. No, don't make any decisions now. You're not yeah. really like, it's like when we talk, you know, you talk about kind of having an argument and you're flooded with all these hormones and mm. and just like ridiculousness that's going on inside your head. And yeah, mm. it's like somebody's just kind of, you know, when you get a, um, when you make a smoothie and it kind of all <laughs> the stuff settles to the bottom and you have to give it a good shake. Yeah. Like, it's a bit like that, right? Yeah. So I'm coming out the back of a relationship yeah. and we're, you know, and we've had this kind of really troublesome time. It's like somebody's just shook up the, or the snow the globe snow at globe. Christmas. Yeah. And everything's just all over the place, yeah. you know. Somebody's just trying to mix that shit back together again. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. So, you know, we need time for things to settle. We need, yeah. we need the right energy levels. We need that. Yeah. And often we push through that regardless because we think we're superhuman and we're not. No, and you have to go through the stages of grief. You have to yeah. go through all of them. Yeah. You have to sit in the discomfort, like seep in mm. the muck of it. Yeah. There's no yeah. way around. Yeah. There's there's rebound relationships and substance use that can make it look like you can sort of avoid for a certain while, but I I'm would sick. never partake in any of those things. <laughs> 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 says two people who have definitely partook in yeah, yeah i've definitely been, yeah might have been there <laughs> might have been there yeah no i've rebounded like hell and wow did it oh make you think god, like oh my I god know. i'm so post grief uh no yeah. just took a rain check but holy shit did that stuff flood back wow yeah yeah wow and then yeah, some. no i think it really is just taking some time out for yourself really just recoup concentrate on your relationship with your um child and and then when you're ready, you know, when you're ready, tackle the stuff with the, with the ex and, um, yeah. and how do you repair? How do you rebuild? How do you have a different life, um, together? Um, cause you're still going to be together. I'm sorry to break that one to you. Ah, uh, co-parenting. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't ever going away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like yeah. how can you really focus on that? Cause, um, yeah. that's going to be the most important thing in the future should you decide not to get back together and there not be any changes of behavior. So true. And I I should say too, like make yourself stand on a strong point. So contact a lawyer, contact an Mm. accountant, 
contact a financial planner. So get your ducks in a row. Um, Yeah. And that can be quite empowering, actually, just to kind of, you know, take a sense check on some of those things and, um, and actually feel like, yeah, you know, I can kind of make it work. Yeah. I think we can often survive on a lot less than we think we can. And um, yeah, just having that little reality check. Well, and also uh, your partner might have convinced you that you're not worth anything, that you have no assets, etc. But like, if you talk to a a lot of the time, I'll say talk to your lawyer, talk to a financial advisor, because you often have a lot more equity than you think, which somebody might have convinced you out of. Um, But just if you get the cold hard facts, it's it can be, yeah, you can realize you're standing a lot more solid ground than you think. Yeah, but there's also that emotional self worth as well, isn't there? Yeah. Which is uh, that's the most devastating. Kind of priceless to have, and I kind of and I kind of feel like that's not there for this person. Yeah, I feel like there's some real work to be done before you get into any other relationship, or just if you decide that you're gonna, you know, kind of re you know recouple or um, whatever the modern phrase would be. Yeah. Um, you know, before we kind of decide on what happens next yeah. in any sort of relationship, like the most important relationship is the one that you've got with yourself and then with your child. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read something the other day and I kind of, I can't decide whether I kind of agree with it or not, where it said all relationship problems come back to self-love. And I, kind of thought, I can mm. see it. I can see it, but I'm not sure I'm fully subscribed to it yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a selflessness still- that's important too, but I, I buy it. I mean, I buy it wholeheartedly and I'm like, I could explore around the edges to see if there's a a place or two where excessive self-love leads to relationship issues, but I can't currently think of anything because mm. that, that sounds like the crux and the key. But I think the thing that I'm struggling with in the article is all relationship problems come back to a lack of self-love and I'm not sure I can fully reconcile myself to that yet. Oh. You know what, let's take this up as another topic, because I would, I think like in the existential, are we not, is relationship just a mirror? You know, we come into this world alone, we die alone. You know, is, is is this whole life experience just, just our own experience with ourselves where other people in our lives are just mirrors of ourselves? Like, does, does anybody else really exist in our life? Oh, don't you mess with my mind. I've got another friend that does this on a regular basis, right? Oh, no, right? I'm like, so sorry. Who tries to convince me that a tree isn't, isn't oh, real. Oh, I'm like, I can touch it. It's real. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I get and I get all of this, but oh, God, don't. <laughs> don't start. No. Look what you've started oh, now. My God. Look what you've started right at the end as well. It, that's it. We just opened up a can of worms. Oh, <laughs> did you not? But, yeah, let's, oh. let's, um... Give me some time to recover and then we'll tackle it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great one that? though. Yeah, I mean, that's a great thought. It's like, do all relationship issues come down to a lack of self-love? Yeah. And what might be yeah. some really big exceptions to that? Yeah, okay. Let's get in the boxing it's, room. Um, it's, it's not a no, it's just a not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Never say wow. no, I'm just not ready yet. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, that is just like a really tough question this week. Um, My heart goes out to the person that's uh, in this place right now because I can only imagine it feels really dark and scary and and lonely. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, get some support, build your strengths up, focus on you, focus on your child, I think. Yes. Um, Because that's all you've got right now. Oh, so well said. So beautifully said. Yeah. 
I just want everybody to be happy. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. Damn you, that's your damn you. raison d'etre of, of being a it coach. Is. That's absolutely it. I just want you to be yeah. happy. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Beautiful advice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I um, I won't be here next week. Ooh. Well, I will be on the podcast when we next record, but um, yeah. I am going to see my daughter in university. Yeah. <laughs> this is your first trip out of Jersey since the pandemic, right? Two two years I've been uh, since I've been on an airplane. Two Holy years. Oh. It's like I'm, I'm going to be one of those idiots at the uh, security check-in <laughs> with all the crap <laughs> still in my pockets because I've forgotten what you're supposed to do. Like, <laughs> totally. that is going to be me. I'm oh going to be the gosh. one holding up everybody's queue, right? You know, what? trying <laughs> to walk through with your, like, laptop still in your bag and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. all of that shit. Yeah, oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Hey, and listen, yeah. take it easy on yourself and be like, yeah, haven't done this one in a while. Yeah. 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 Oh, I hope you have so, a brilliant um, time and, a, oh, and maybe a bit yeah. of partying, a bit of girl time. Yeah. I think the only thing I'm not looking forward to is having to wear a mask on the plane. But uh, the flight's not that long, so you I know, just need to get over myself. I actually really like it because I always find airplane air to be really dry. So weirdly, mm. I love wearing a mask because it humidifies the air for me. I'm like loving this. <laughs> I'm, you know, no more nosebleeds, no more feeling like sinus, like dryness. Oh, I love it. I think I'm going to wear a mask oh. on every flight for the end of time. Yes. For the rest of your life. For the rest of my life. Absolutely. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. The, um... There have been a number of people that have been away recently and have come back with COVID. So I am kind of like, I am praying that we're one of the lucky ones and don't um, catch it on the way back. But yes, um, yeah, let's see how that goes. Oh, safe travels, fun travels. Go have a blast. Bring us back the stories of debauchery. Mm, We'll see what we can do. (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah. So, yeah, that is me. Beautiful. Well, Mm. we'll catch you on the other side then. Yeah, I shall see you on the other side. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.